Previously on the Simply Human podcast. MS can, it can kind of present itself in a lot of different ways. My symptoms were um, loss of cognitive function, which kind of sounds like I am right now as I'm like stumbling over my words. But so loss of cognitive function, really kind of getting hard to think and everything like that. But more prevalent is the mobility issues. So loss of balance was a big one. It's episode 105 of the Simply Human podcast with your host, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Luke Norsworthy. He's a preacher at a big church in Central Texas. We talk about gratitude, then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment, and the return of Zach, my childhood friend, and we'll wrap up with our Simple Human Tip. Rick, how are you, Rick? I'm great. Do you know why? Uh, Here's some time travel talk. I have been applying some of the things we talked about with Luke about ah. gratitude, uh, making a concerted effort the last couple of days, and uh, I feel like I have less stress. Very cool. Right so yeah, yeah. I looked well. at my. Uh, I looked at the. I very long story short, I went to Walmart and bought some stuff, and I had like to make a return, like uh, something that we didn't need. So they put it on store credit, and they gave me like a little Walmart card, and I go to buy my stuff, and I slid that card, then I slid my Discover card, and I was checking to see. Oh, I wonder if it took off the, uh, if it put it all in the Discover, or if it used the store credit or whatever. And I looked at my Discover card app, and I, the uh, the balance was enormous, way more than it should be. And for gratitude, I was like, at least I have good enough credit to have a credit card. <laughs> uh, yes, instead. That of, was the long journey to tell that story. By the yeah. way, it wasn't very focused. Well, that, no, that's okay. And we're going to talk more about that in the tip of the week. So stay tuned for the yes. end of the show. And now I wanted to. Uh, Talk about something. I'm going to read a news story. Very gen- generic. And yeah, I want to talk about something. Now I want to talk about something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And this is going to this is going to feed right into another edition of Rick's Cup Corner. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, so here is a uh, story out of Oklahoma City. Ooh, is this the guy? It was today. Okay. You ready? Go ahead. The, the headline is Oklahoma officer. Drives miniature donkey to safety. Oh, I saw that. It was okay. a, a, a Norman officer. Okay. I don't know who he well, was. Well, let me let me read this and then we'll talk about it. I was thinking you were talking about the Oklahoma City officer who like raped like thirty women. I was like, I don't oh, want to the guy that, that went guy. to like Eastern Michigan or something that played football at Eastern Michigan. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a huge dude. That was crazy. Okay, so here we go. A suburban Oklahoma City police officer picked up an unusual subject found wandering along a rural road. A horrible word, by the way. Rural. R- rural. rural. It sounds very weird every time you say rural. it. Like you're never saying it right. Like the th- the thirty rock, the thirty rock bit about uh, the the book that one of the characters was writing called the rural juror. You're saying, huh. Like the two most horrible words to say. Okay. Rural. Nor- <laughs> Norman police officer Kyle Kanan says it took a little pushing, pulling at some animal feed, but he got the miniature. <laughs> he got. He said. got the miniature donkey. Nick- <laughs> that was a good one. I finally Thank got. you. Thank got you. the miniature donkey nicknamed Squishy hmm. into the back of his patrol car and out of harm's way. Kanan responded after a woman found the animal on the loose. The officer tells TV station KFOR the animal fit perfectly in his vehicle. He says, quote, I rolled the window down for it, which is a really compelling quote, by the way. Uh, the, yes. The woman who found Squishy says if an owner doesn't come forward, she plans to keep the donkey. Rick's Cop Corner. Um, ha, what Weird. Is, okay, first of all, would you ever try to get a donkey in your no. patrol car? Next question. No. What is the weirdest thing that has ever been in the back of your patrol car? 
I don't think there's anything crazy story tell sort of telling this. I wonder how he got that donkey in there in the first place because I've had there's to a like picture load of it. it. I've I know, yeah. but like I've I've had to load like bicycles into a police car and they just don't fit. You have to like leap the trunk lid open and you know just kind of shove it in the trunk and it's halfway hanging out, halfway hanging. In. That's what she said. Yeah, that's, she she might have said that. That's I'll give you that one. But I don't know how you get a live donkey, but. Uh, why would Hold on. you give me give me an example of why you would have to load up a bicycle? Now, now I'm intrigued. Oh, this by is this. really easy. Uh, so, uh, abandoned property. Like uh, someone called the, the last time, and it's it's not every day, but the last time I had to load one up, somebody called and said, "Yeah, there's a uh, bicycle in my yard. It's been here for two days." So that like the dump is. doesn't come out and fix that. You have to do that. Do who? Like what? the the garbage man or something? No, it's not garbage. It's found. <laughs> pro- it's it's uh, abandoned property. So we'll take it. We'll log it in if someone. Theoretically, they'll be like, oh, I lost my bicycle. I'll call the police department, which has never made sense to me why we would do that. But Because uh, I would never think to call the police department if I, my yeah. kid lost his bike. But that's a thing. So have, we'll have you ever – load it up in the old property room and there you go. Have you ever uh, reunited a person with his lost bicycle? Well, no, because I don't work in the property room. <laughs> Well, that is a good reason why. Yeah. Um, if I had, then maybe I would. Well, so, you know, you find a bike and it's – Reported stolen. You, you know, there's a variety of reasons why we would load up a bike in a car. How do you think that the donkey, whose owner was unidentified, how did they know that the donkey's name was Squishy? That's my next question. If they Squishy. don't know who the donkey belongs to, how do they know what his name is? Did the officer name it? Hey, this thing, I'm going to name it Squishy because of what just came out of its rear end. Maybe mm. something Squishy. Well. That's really gross, and I but I can only imagine this officer is really trying to push this ass into this car. Can't bleep it there. Can't bleep it. Can't bleep nope, that word. Because that's ass is a that we're talking about the animal ass. Ass is in a, a, a donkey. Yeah. So this officer it's in the had Bible. A real pain in the ass. Uh huh. Yep. And the ass. donkey ass. We're talking. We're just making sure everyone is clear. We're talking about an animal ass. You it reminds th- me of my favorite scripture. He tied his ass to a tree. Yeah, I know. I said it's in the Bible, so it's okay to say it. Um, that's right. What happens if if you have a donkey in your car and it? it oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is this is becoming really all hypothetical. So, what happens if you have a donkey in your police car and <laughs> finish your sentence? And crime happens in front of you. Oh, okay. Hang on to that one. And it defecates in your car. I mean, just like explodes. Oh, okay. Let me say this: there are people that crap in the car all the time. See, now to me, that's something that you shouldn't have just been like, "Well, nothing crazy." That's something. Oh, yeah. That's I, interesting. I, I mean, it's not an everyday thing, but I've had multiple people crap in my police like car. Like drunk, oh, yeah. drunk people? Like yes, what? yes. Almost exclusively, yes. Oh, my. Or they me. They get drunk. There are several different kinds of drunk people. Uh, <laughs> the kind that thinks that they can just uh, be a, like, like a baby. Like baby drunk is what I call yeah. that. They get so yes. drunk that you just they can't even take care of themselves. Well, they think if they throw a big enough fit, they'll get out of going to jail. Little do they know. They'll just go to jail with poop in their pants, and they'll intentionally crap in the car, thinking I'm going to be like, "Oh man, I've had enough of this," and yeah. open the door and let them go. Right? No, I, that means you definitely need to be sequestered from society if you're so drunk that you crap your pants in a, a car. Yeah. Then yeah. Well, hold on. Well, we have a biohazard company that like we'll just down the car, you know, go put it in the corner of the oh, parking okay. lot and mark it off. Hey, no one take this car. And a biohazard cleanup company. If well, there's blood or vomit yeah. or poop or or anything like that. Well, hold on. I have a question, a follow-up question, but okay. I believe I know of an instance that someone crapped their pants in your car. I believe when I was on the ride-along with you, I, on the first ride-along... You almost... It smelled like you did. <laughs> oh, 
and, and your excuse was, I just ate like okra. five cans of peaches. Yeah. And I was like, why are you eating five cans of peaches? Yeah. Well, it was at my parents' house and there wasn't any food. Yeah. That's the thing that's get in your car and go so purchase my, some food, idiot. So my other question is this. You pull me over for speeding. And let's say that we don't know each other. We're not friends. Okay. First of all, that's really out Rare. of the line hypothetical. Yeah. I don't pull a lot of cars over. Well, so, and let's say that in my... But, F- you, no, okay, you got to tell me how fast you're going. Okay, I'm, I'm just, you know, maybe 10 over or something like that. Nothing crazy. Okay, well, I would pull you over for 10 so over. You, But anyways. You, you come up to the car, and, and as you're walking up, I think, okay, you know what? I, I'm going to I'm gonna use, I really had to go to the bathroom as my excuse, so I'm going to poop. I have a really good story about this. Well, so I'm going so I'm gonna to poop. I'm going to actually poop in my pants. Oh, well, that's a better story. And then say, officer, I've just pooped my pants. Like, if you, if you believed me that I actually had poop in my mm-hmm. pants, would you let me go? That's actually a good one. If you if if, if you had already cracked your pants, yes, like but, part but, of me would be tempted to go back and write you a ticket just to tell the story and be like, yeah, I really cracked his pants. He got him a ticket. Uh, didn't work. I gave him the ticket anyway. I'm not a real big ticket writer anyway. Yeah. I feel like if you're willing to crap in your pants to get out of paying the speeding ticket, hey, you know what? You win. All right, you win. Yeah. I don't really care much about tickets anyway. One time, I pulled a guy over. He had just left work. He worked at like Wingstop. And this guy's doing like 60 and a 35 okay, to the wow. point where everyone's looking at me and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll snap into police mode and stop this guy, see what his deal is. Well, I go up there and I could see in the side mirror a very normal face. He's looking at me. But when I got like four steps from his window, he got this immediately like super dramatic pained look on his face. And I was like, mm, that's really weird. Well, Officer Bentley, license and insurance, please. And he's like, sir, I, I've got to go to the bathroom so bad. Oh, God. And I was like, hmm. I just turned around and look, and this guy had passed like five gas stations, yeah. several places that like, you know, he listen, I know you don't want to crap in a gas station. but Sometimes, sometimes you have to, towel. yeah. Sometimes, yeah, you don't have a choice. So I was like, but why didn't you stop at one of those gas stations? And he's like, oh, I was just trying to make it home. Well, look at his driver's license, and he didn't even live in our city. He would have had to drive yeah. for like 25 minutes to get home. And I'm like, okay, I'm really super gullible. You can always give me a good reason. And a, uh, you know, oh, oh, sounds, uh, sounds, like sounds, sounds, sounds plausible. All right, have a good yeah, day, yeah. fine citizen. Yeah. But I'm not falling for this one because it's so terrible. Yeah. And I actually do kind of feel bad about this. I went back and I wrote him like three tickets. <laughs> I wrote, and I never write more than one. But I gave him the whole nine yards because he had, he did, he had like a suspended driver's license and there was something else. He didn't have insurance. Yeah. I mean, three tickets you know, and, and a speeding. And uh, I was like, eh, probably should have. And, uh, and he had just gotten off of work, too, at Wingstop. I'm like, why didn't you crap at work before you left? Why did you eat so many wings? Yeah, there's several unanswered questions. <laughs> I need here. a bathroom break right now. <laughs> that might be the last time that I've, uh, what we call that in this line of work, we call that the triple bang. Yeah. That might be the last time I've triple banged someone. It's been like three years. But well, yeah, that, I your mom that's a bang that's someone. a good excuse. Your mom trouble bang someone. Um, I want to let's get, I want to get to our interview. Low with hanging Luke. fruit, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get low to our, hanging fruit. I want to get to our interview with Luke. But before I do, I want to say it rained a lot over Thanksgiving holiday. Man, did it and, ever? And you know, like I would be not not going crazy fast, but maybe going one or two over. And Jen would say, you know, like oh, there's there's a policeman. I'd be like, he's not one pulling or me two over. Over? Well, maybe one or two percent over. How about that? Not, one or two over is not over. That's well, just okay, right in so line. maybe five or six over. Something like okay, that. Okay, t- tell your story. Regardless, just- yeah, Jen would say, hey, slow down. And I'd, and I'd say, it's raining. He ain't going to stop me. And I, so I have this. That's like- the exact perfect <laughs> truth. You would have to be doing something catastrophic yeah. for me to get out of my car <laughs> when it's, it's raining. raining like that. 
All right. Well, let's get to it. There are a couple things. If you want to rob a bank, everybody, choose when it's like pouring down <laughs> rain because all the cops will be like in, you know, parking garages somewhere. With their radios off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, go to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. If you go to the store tab, I want to tell you about the, the fitness revival book by uh, Mike Ritter and Michelle Richards, who have both been on the show. They have that book that we talked about yes. back when they were on. We have a link to that, their book now. Um, Ooh. And uh, so go to the store so page. Just go to Amazon. Yeah. Go to our website, buy it through us. It's a little, yes. a little safe There's also the Alt Shift uh, book that is still going very strong. A lot of people are enjoying that. Uh, go to that Facebook page and, and, and become a, a member of the Alt Shift group. A lot of cool stories and a lot of good encouragement there. Like Absolutely. us. Like us on Facebook. Um, and also uh, give us a rating or review on iTunes. We've had yes. like a trillion new additional ratings, like 60 additional ratings yeah. in the last month. Uh, we've only had like five or six new reviews. Leave us a little text in just a second. Yeah, hey, like Because that makes me feel good. There's some those, so do that. There you go. And uh, lastly, uh, thank you for everyone who bought a long sleeve Simply Human shirt. We saw uh, yes. several of those, and those will be going out here shortly. I sent the orders to my T-shirt lady. Uh, and uh, so they'll be getting those soon. So Merry Christmas. Is that what we're going to call her now? Yeah, it's Danessa. That's her name. Uh, but uh, anyway, so let's get to our interview with Luke. We talked to Luke about gratitude, practicing gratitude, a squat analogy, a slab leak, having a healthy perspective, cherishing your spouse, Louis C.K., and answering the question, are you a potato or an egg? <laughs> Luke Perfect. Norsworthy. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, from such fame as, oh, I don't know, episode 60, the, mo- <laughs> the most downloaded episode in our history. Is it still that way? Yes. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. No, ki- yeah. I'm the most downloaded? Several thousand, many thousand downloads. That's the, that's the one where I talk about Santa Claus. We had Santa Claus oh, talk. Oh, yeah, Santa Claus talk at the beginning. And then it was Lonnie, yeah. I think, Rick. was Lonnie was the humans being human. Um, okay. I think it was Lonnie Bleeds. It was like Luke Norsworthy interview and Lonnie Bleeds, I think, was the uh, <laughs> was the title of that one. Wow. I'm but, so humbled that I could have been a part of such historical moments like that. Yeah, well, since it's been about a year, and because I'm about to, I'm sure, Rick, in, in the opening of this uh, show, we'll probably time travel talk, we'll We'll probably talk about uh, I'm doing Santa Claus again, this time at an adult party. Uh, oh, man. So we'll see, okay. how, we'll see how that I, goes. Okay. <laughs> when you told that story, I listened to that podcast. It was I was flying back from Houston that morning to preach in my church back in, it was north of Dallas at the time, and I'm on the airplane, de- like, what is the opposite of boarding, deboarding? De- yeah. de- debriefing? De-bo- Thank you, officer. Thank you. And I was laughing out loud about oh, that story. Awesome. That was fun. Rick, out, Rick out. really made it. Uh, all, well, the true, all the true comedy in the show comes from Rick. I think that's clear. Yeah, we're um, very clear. But uh, Luke, it's been about a year. Tell us uh, quite a, lo- a significant life change in your life has happened. Tell us about your life change. Well, not a Ka- to... It's not a Caitlyn Jenner life change. No, I, I, God, I knew you were going to make a Caitlyn Jenner joke. You've got to stop that. You've <laughs> you gone know, that well too many times. I talked to, on my podcast, the former worship pastor at uh, Caitlyn Jenner's church. Go on, Holland. Did you say yeah. Jennings? Is there is that someone else? I don't know who Caitlyn. Wait, Caitlyn Jenner. Jennings. Excuse me. Yeah, sorry, okay, I'm. Sorry. 
not as cool as yeah. you, but I talked to the person uh, who was the worship pastor at a church that actually, um, then it was Bruce and the Kardashians were like the, f- the family that got this church started. Oh, huh, good for them. And, and hmm. Caitlin, uh, as Bruce, <laughs> was the person who would come up and be most encouraging to uh, the worship leader after church and was just like the super supportive church member that all of us pastors love to have. And he would turn and walk away and he would like trip on his high heels. Will you please stop nope. it, Mark? I'm sorry. I'm nope. sorry. Hey, that's the, sad that's the thing, final one. The sad thing is that Caitlyn Jenner is like a billion times better athlete than you ever Oh, were. easily. Oh, <laughs> a yeah. billion. No, Caitlyn Jenner could kick my bottom. Right now, mm. Caitlyn Jenner is like 60-year-old. Yeah. Would probably would be a better sh- defensive end than you were. <laughs> In my prime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever, Mr. Pole Vaulter. Um, so tell Caitlyn us— Caitlyn Jenner could pole vault higher than me in my prime right yes, now. Yes, true. All right, well, tell us about your—you moved— Oh, yeah. I moved my part from the left side of my hair to the right. <laughs> <laughs> and he still looks like an Abercrombie model, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I um, recently uh, moved from Denton, Texas, down to Austin, Texas. Ooh. And, um, yeah, took a took a job down here at a great church. And I've been here, like, um, eight weeks. So eight how Sundays. Do you, how do you like it so far? Ah, Austin's a great—I I love the church. Great people. Love being here. Austin's an awesome town. It's— um, they say it's a really active city, like more so than North Dallas, and it's completely true. Like I see people running all the time. Yeah, yeah. There's this uh, great crazy. place to swim called Barton Springs. So it's this been there. Yeah, it's it's like 15 minutes from my office, so I can go get a swim in during the day down there. It's it's great. Love it. True story. I once saw Colt McCoy, former Texas Longhorn quarterback, at uh, Westover Hills. Ah, huh. hey, yeah. true story. Colt McCoy's granddad and my granddad grew up together in Merkel. Hmm. So, oh, well, true that's story. Yeah. I'm like third cousins with Colt McCoy. Oh well. Hmm. Am I won? Yeah. You well, did, you yeah. did win. You're related to him. Let's uh, <laughs> uh, ask you this. It's a big church. How many members are at this church, roughly? Ah, uh, there's seven thousand <laughs> it's like uh, i think it's like 1500 yeah so you took over for a guy who's who'd been there for how long uh eight years so how how's that been you get the people that like the that you know they're like well the new guy mm, i like that other guy better. i like yeah. Kevin so much better yeah yeah, you know one of the great reminders of my mortality and the smallness of my life is i have a mic that i use to preach and every sunday i put it on and it says kevin's mic <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> awesome. That reminds me of where my sin is. And where. No, the thing about funny. church is you, you have niches of people that like really connect with someone. And, you know, Kevin went back to California where he's from and it's been good riddance like a year or so. And they got a real Texan in there now in the, in the office, yeah. in the pulpit. And you six uh, shooter on. I do. Yes. Uh, actually, it's an AR-15 because I'm kind of modern. Yeah, but, it is Texas. Uh, <laughs> no, it's like, that's the weird thing. Like everyone has someone that they connect with and, you know, I'm younger than him. And so there's certain people that uh, aren't going to connect as well, but that's, that's part of the church. Yeah. You always got, everyone's got their flavor. Well, you're definitely the, the women of the church probably like the mood, the change. Wouldn't you say Rick? Mark, I would say that you're the worst. Mark, the, the adult and all the women in the church. Um, you know what? We uh, we had texted back and forth about a topic we could we could uh, yeah. possibly talk about, and I know uh, gratitude came up. That's a good topic. Yeah, and, and it's that time I, of the year. I came up with it, and uh, you know, thanks <laughs> Thanksgiving. Uh, and I'm going to read you a quote, and it's okay. going to kick off our gratitude talk. Kick it off. Okay, this is from a movie called uh, Clueless. <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding. This is a William Faulkner quote. Gratitude is a quality similar to electricity. It must be produced and discharged and used up 
in order to exist at all. Mm-hmm. What do you Dis- mean discharge? Dis- I know that's kind yes. of a, that was kind of an interesting word uh, in there. I th- I figured we would get a hmm f- from yeah. Rick, but that's we interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. So what yeah. do you think about that? Commentate on that. Discuss. Okay, well, I think gratitude is is obviously something you have to work at. Yeah. And there's a sociologist down in Houston named Brene Brown. Ah, uh, yes, I have a couple of her books. Very cool. Which you Very should. Yes. They're great. Rick, is, Rick does and not she, read books, so he has no idea what we're talking books about. Books are for prisoners. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually true. That's true. And she has the phrase practicing gratitude. And I like that. Like it's something that you have to work at. It's not just something that happens. It's not this um it, the response to like life being perfect. I don't think people are more grateful if things are good or bad. It's that you choose to work at it. And ultimately, gratitude is this disposition that you cultivate in the same way that you develop muscles and create, you know, muscle memory so that you can, you know, do the perfect squat because you constantly mm. get in the right positions Correct. so that when you do squat in normal life, not just in the gym, you go there correctly. Gratitude is the same way. Like you huh. create this muscle memory. And so whenever life happens, you have the muscle memory just to jump right in and say, I'm going to be grateful for this, whatever happens. You're, you're touching on this and uh, something that we all, someone that we all know uh, that we went to college with, uh, his name is Chad. He was in a club with you. If that uh, helps you out, Luke. He posted something. I just saw this on Facebook like 20 minutes ago. He has like a slab leak underneath his house. Oh, and yeah. uh, most people like me would be like, Son of a bee! Now I've got to pay all this money to get this fixed, and ah, oh, this is a totally miserable, horrible. But he like, uh, I'm reading it right now. He says we're in the midst of a slab leak at the at our house. I'm trying to leave out his last names in case he doesn't want it. <laughs> Rather than dwelling on poor me thoughts, I'm going to count and share a few of my blessings. I have a plumber friend that uh, I trust completely. In ten years of home ownership, I've never had to ca- hire a plumber till now. Though this is not the preferred way to spend money, we have enough to pay for repair without borrowing or making other big sacrifices. If the job gets expensive, our insurance will help us out after our deductible. And the fact that we have plumbing issues means that we are blessed to have a home to keep us warm and dry along with running water. And when I read that, I was like, man, that is blowing my mind because I'm the opposite of that. I just, I stalk around and just, this is ridiculous. No one has this garbage problem with me. Ah, the universe is out to get me. But like, (laughs) it's coming in perfectly now that we're talking about, you know, kind of this nebulous idea, I guess, of like, uh, I guess counting your blessings is kind of how I look at like gratitude, I guess. No, I mean, it's not like that complex of an idea. Like you you sit down and work through that list in your head that Chad did, and you say, you know, I've got a, a house that I can put my kids in. They're not in some war-torn country where they have to fear for their life. We're not putting my kids on a boat. They're having, they're not like fleeing a country with a chance that they're never going to, you know, make it. And you start lifting off all these things, and you go, yeah, a slab, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, I mean, I've had some crappy things happen to me, but compared to a lot of other things, you have a much, much to be grateful for. And even... What you find is like people who have like terrible things happen, you have some of them that have the greatest disposition where people who have great things, great circumstances happen, don't have the same level of gratitude. Like there's a, um, uh, there's a study that uh, I think Jonathan Haidt, we've talked about him before. Yes, I actually uh, reached out to him uh, and he responded and said nice. no. <laughs> but that your was, show sucks. I did. I, I read and Luke. I read the happiness hypothesis. Yeah. Uh, on your recommendation. So, which I'm glad you did because there's. I think it's in that book that he talks about the research that shows people who have accidents that make them paraplegics, and then yes. people who win the lottery 
after a year, their level of happiness is the same. It's, it's the same. Yeah. Like the two, like the most polar opposite circumstances can happen. And we are not happier with the best or what some people would consider the worst because ultimately it's like the way you experience life is the choice that you make. Yeah. And it's, it's, it all goes back to uh, practicing. We talk about, you know, we've had you on to talk about contemplative prayer and like just meditation. And it's like if you, if you practice doing that, then in those times that, you know, where, whereas a, a normal person or somebody that, you know, like me, like that has sort of, worked really hard at sort of reining in my temper kind of thing whereas I used to lose it I'm I've ha- I have practice at sort of disconnecting from my anger or my frustration or whatever it is and recognizing what's happening and I'm able to control the situation it's kind of that same way if you're if you if you learn to look at the bright side all the time it sort of becomes a habit where you yeah. don't have to try to like, well, I guess I could look at the bright side here. Like you just, it just is sort of what you do. And then once you get into that routine, it's not, it's just, it's just who you are. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I've found myself, um, just wanting to get my daughters to do this. And so every night we play this high low game, which we don't really have lows. We just say the highs for the day. And I could just call it the high game, but in Austin, that, that means something else. Um, and so I just want them to list off something that, that was they're thankful for for that day just because I want them to create this habit. And like this is a suggestion. Like whenever you're like really pissed at like your spouse and you're like, I can't believe they did this and oh, my God. Like list off things that you're grateful for that they do and watch how your demeanor yeah. and your disposition to them changes. It's the Man. same thing. That's a really, really good point about our spouses because I know, you know, my wife Anna – we're, you know, she's my partner. I could never do without her. Uh, we drive each other crazy sometimes mm-hmm. because that, that's how all spouses are. You live in the same house as somebody, they're going to drive you nuts. But like, just when I'm getting like really pissed about something that she's done or something she said, or some, you know, usually it's something that I did. I think about all these people that I know from yeah. work, these guys that are like 45, 50 years old and divorced and living in like a, uh, like a one bedroom apartment and they're working all these off duty jobs to pay their child support and alimony. And, uh, you know, I, I say like, you know, it's kind of weird for cops, but everybody knows in every line of work, everyone knows like the, the, uh, the guy who reminds you of Millhouse's dad, from <laughs> Simpsons, who gets divorced and cause he didn't take his family seriously and didn't, you know, didn't have, uh, you know, didn't have enough gratitude. And I think about that and I'm like, man, okay. Yeah, I'm really pissed at her right now, uh, but uh, it could be way worse. Uh, I could be alone uh, using a milk crate as a coffee table, and I could just be drinking whiskey for breakfast every morning, which well, actually sounds really awesome. Yeah. But like, uh, like, like, I try to just remind myself because I see these guys firsthand, and it's like the most depressing thing I've ever seen ever. And I'm like, God, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. So, you're, I mean, you're right. You just especially with stuff with spouses like that's it's well, a big thing that I think about a lot. And I, I will say that doesn't work. You have to come to that realization on your own cuz I'll always tell my wife like, "Hey, it could be a lot worse." You know, I could be <laughs> No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, you don't that, say, "Hey, I'm so much better than everyone else." Yeah, like, that doesn't I know work. You're grateful for me. I, I like Mark that that's your first line of thought. Is, yeah, I could tell my wife to be grateful for me. No, no, no. You, I'm awesome. No, Luke, you're you're acting like that's a hypothetical. No, I've tried that. <laughs> and it, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling I'm, I'm telling you from experience that does not work. So yeah, well, I yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I know that. Did you guys ever see that Louis C.K. bit that went around? Uh, it was him on him. like Conan's old show where he talked about how everything is amazing but nobody's happy. Luke, hold on. 
This is crazy. Before you go on, oh my I, god, I watched really crazy. No, everyone, we watched this. I showed this clip. He was on Conan. I showed this clip to my brother-in-law on Thanksgiving Day. I know. We mm-hmm. just watched it, and it's when he's talking about like when people get frustrated about their phones like taking a second. It's he, going to space. Yeah. He goes, man. "It's going to space. Like, give it a yeah. second to get back from space." And then he's yeah. talking about people that <laughs> people that are in airplanes. And I'll link to this little clip in the show notes. But people that are in airplanes that get all frustrated about the peanuts or the service, yeah. or whatever. He's like, "You were in a chair in the sky. Yeah. Like <laughs> everyone on every flight should just be sitting there going, wow, wow, <laughs> this is." I- Amazing. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, you know, people used to try to go from New York to LA and it'd take 40 years and half of you would die. <laughs> and I, like, I find myself like revisiting that clip when I'm yeah. on an airplane. I'm like, oh, you know, so and so in front of me has their seat back too far. Or yeah. The person next to me is fight, like, has won the armrest battle. But like, it, you're in the sky yeah. like a bird. How awesome is that? Yeah, in a, in a metal. They should object. play that in, in the beginning of the flight <laughs> instead of the crap about like the seatbelts and like right. the life safety flotation devices. Yeah. Just play that clip, and maybe everyone will shut up for like five seconds. That clip yeah. and the Tommy Boy clip. He's a big dumb animal, isn't he, folks? And <laughs> that whole thing. No, I don't uh, think you should play that. No. Just stick with yeah, Luke CK. I agree with Luke. Mark, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful that we have Luke on here to rain Mark's garbage in today. Yeah, really. Well, that's. That's, that's well, well, so uh, yeah, go is, ahead, Ray. Every time we've talked to you, Luke, for me, I'm like, God, this is like exactly what I needed at this exact moment in time because I hate to keep talking about this, but we were trying to sell the house and things didn't really work out timing wise, and we're having to basically take a break and wait a few months and you know put it back on the market in the spring. And I was so stressed out, and I had done so much work to get it ready, and it was just it wasn't anything that we did. It was just a we you know mistimed it a little bit. If we would have had it ready a few weeks ahead of time, then it probably would have been gone. But you know I I very very pissed off about that and yeah. you know stressed out. Now my wife is like uh, screwed up her knee. She's on crutches. There's just all this crap that's, that's always nice. just. It feels like I'm just walking around the black cloud over my head and it's raining just on top of me. But man, it could be a lot worse. You know, it yeah. could be uh, it could be a whole lot worse. I no. could not have a house to sell, you know? Yeah. We, when, when we moved back from, so we bought a house in Abilene and we bought it like, if you know Abilene real estate 15 years ago when we were in college, I mean, there's like dirt cheap. Like people have cars that cost, most people yeah. in, who park in our parking lot have cars that are more expensive than the house <laughs> that I bought in Abilene. And so we sold that house and we did well on it. We buy a house in Florida, like my first job out of school. And two years later, we're, we're moving back to Texas and the Florida real estate market crashes. And yeah. so we've got this house that has 20% down on it and we drop it to nothing. Like we put all the 20% on us, oh, forget it. We lower the price all the way down to 80% of what we paid for it. And we couldn't get anyone to buy it. And our house sat on the market for 18 months when we're back uh, in Texas and eventually gosh. went into foreclosure and because we just couldn't keep doing this. And we had our first kid and all this. And so, you know, we, we ended up doing like a deed in lieu, like so you sell it or whatever or short sale. That's what we did. And like, that's really frustrating. Like I, I, did the right thing. You know, real estate is always a good investment. And, uh, you know, I did well in the first house and I lost it all and I lost more. My credit score went down to like a single digit and it's just a four. It's a four. It's actually a four. And so it's, it's really frustrating. And one of the things I said, uh, we, we'd got a car like a couple months before that. And someone said, Hey, you got a great credit score. You know, such a young age. That's so great. And I said, you know, I just, uh, you know, I try to make some comment about like, I just lucked out. Like, you know, my parents helped me out. I was able to go to college. And so I was able to get a job when I finished. And, you know, I didn't do anything to earn that. And then when the credit score is like a four, you're like, I didn't do anything either. I mean, I yeah. did, of course, I, you know, whatever. Well, but the attitude is like, 
this is just life. And my wife and I used to joke and just say, eh, just put on my tab. Like things are going bad. You can't, you, you can work hard. And I'm, I'm not saying don't be responsible and don't understand real estate, blah, blah, blah. What I'm saying is once you do all that, there's wisdom after logic. Be logical, make a smart decision. But sometimes smart decisions don't work. Yeah. That's like the, the book of Job. Like, you know, good things don't always happen to, to good people. Sometimes bad. And you have to be okay and just say, this is what life is. And I'm going to either accept this or not. I, I had a buddy who went to his uh, spiritual director and he was griping about his life and something. And eventually his spiritual director stopped him and said, hey, Ian, this is your life. These are the terms that were dealt to you. What are you going to do about it? And sometimes you have to go, these are the terms I've been given. Am I going to make peace with it? Or am I going to just kind of complain and grumble and see what happens to my life when I do that? doesn't work out well. Yeah, I, I love the, the quote or the little story about, you know, boiling water is the same thing, right? It's boiling water. If you put a potato into it, that potato gets soft. Mm-hmm. If you put an egg into it, the egg gets hard, right? So, like, the, the environment didn't change. The circumstances didn't change. It's what, what the thing was before it was exposed to the stress determined whether it, it hardened or it sort of started breaking down, right? Ooh. So, it's like what you are going into hard times is, is how you're going to come out after those hard times. Does that make well, sense? I, th- yeah. I think that's a really good point, Mark. Uh, if you have a habit like Luke's talking about, if you make a habit out of trying to be, uh, to be grateful when hard times do happen, that's, are you going to become the potato or are you going to become the egg? You yeah. know, if you, if you have this habit of doing what I do and that's just the not being grateful, like <laughs> when stress happens, you just kind of fall apart at the seams and you just get stressed out. And everything's terrible. Yeah. But if you make that a daily habit when things are good, that maybe when things go bad, things don't go quite as bad as maybe they would be otherwise. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like you become you become a potato or the egg out like outside of the stress. Yeah. And so I think. And then as, when- yeah. So so Luke, what are some what are some things that you could if you're sitting down like counseling someone or something and you're trying they're a potato and you mm-hmm. want to make them an egg? What are some things that you would tell them to start doing to become an egg? That's such a weird question. That's a, that's a great question. Well, first of all, since this is a Simply Human podcast, I would say you better be a sweet potato or you're not going to be in my life because that's not paleo. Um, that's the first thing I'd say. Right. Second, I would say uh, think think about like the cues, like create cues for yourself. And we can go back to, I love that I can talk about sports metaphors on this one because mm-hmm. as a preacher, like I can't say, you know, it's a lot like I was doing squat cleans the other day. And yeah. uh, I'm really, <laughs> like, I just, I can't do that. You, like, probably, just, you probably can't say snatch in a sermon. I think, mm-hmm. I think we made that joke last we time you were on. Yeah, 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 hey, big surprise. Mark's going to the well too often. <laughs> yep. That's, that's a real, real, real deep reservoir of jokes right there. <laughs> that's, Mark. All Thank you. that's all I got. That's all I got. Hey, they have a snatch emoticon now. That's all I care nope. about. Nope. Okay. So uh, I'm going to go back to the squat, like the squat metaphor. Like I know when I squat, I need to tell myself, okay, keep your core tight and make sure your knees are tracking the right direction. Don't let your knees knees get weak and come back in. And I tell like, these are the cues that I know that I need to be reminded of. And so I remind myself of them. Like when I'm going to do a heavy squat, I'm thinking of these things. And the same thing, like in life, you have to know that there are certain cues that each of us need to hear. Like we're all different. We have different personalities. And so the way we deal with adversity and stress is going to be different. But ultimately, you've got to figure out for you what's going to keep you in line with who you want to be. And so for me, it's it's not complex. It's like choosing to be grateful, practicing gratitude. And sometimes it's as simple as I'm just going to list off 10 things I'm grateful for. And just working through that actual habit of, okay, 
this is one thing I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful that I'm able to walk. I'm thankful for you know the house. I'm thankful yeah. for my kids. You know, all the just working through that list. It doesn't change my circumstances. It doesn't change that what has been deposited to my life, but it changes my disposition towards life. Yeah, and I'm, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead, Mark. Well, Jump well, on in. Well, I was gonna say, like, you know, you get to the point where, like, well, I've, I've said I'm thankful that I can see every day. Like, that's kind of a, you know, like, but like, that shouldn't be something that you just eventually just like, well, I, I'm not gonna be thankful for that anymore. I, I've, I've been thankful for that enough. Uh, you know, like, you, that's you know, why I okay. Think, so there's yeah. a there's a friend of mine at my my old church, and when he was uh, our age, he was. Uh, young doctor about to take on the world and finished med school and things were going well in life for him. Had a couple uh, boys who were healthy and young and then he's diagnosed with MS. And so now, you know, 20 years later, uh, he's at a point where he has no use of his arms and his legs. And, you know, the only way he receives the sacraments of communion is someone literally, uh, it's either his wife or his brother-in-law are pouring the, the, the juice in his mouth and putting a part of the, uh, the bread in his mouth. And, you see that every Sunday, and you're formed and shaped by it. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you don't just say, hey, I'm grateful that uh, I have been given 33 years of good health, when, and then like that becomes trite and old. Like When you see the real brokenness of life and how hard life can be, and you see what other realities are beyond your own— you shouldn't move past those basic elementary things. Like yeah. these, it, life is not complex. Like most stores are selling you like the same basic thing, like food, rest, and health. Like that's what most things are. Like you have a hotel, you have restaurants, you have doctor's office. They're selling you, it's not brand new things. Life is very mundane. Like Rick, there's basic Rick goes things to, that- Rick goes to other stores, but we, <laughs> you, you can we continue. Don't, we don't want to talk about the stores he of goes to. Of course I do. Yes. But the, the majority of life is very basic. And- yeah. You might think it's the the banal things that you just get sick of and monotonous. And Mark, don't make a joke about that word. Sorry, but oh, he was already formulating. I'm like, I know. I already apologized. I, I didn't even do it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, but if you move past like the everyday mundane things, you're missing that Life. that God is in those things. Yeah. Like this, there's a there's a line in the play about Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc is a famous person in church history, and there's a character in the play who Noah's says to sister. Joan of Arc that that says how come the voice always speaks to you and it doesn't speak to me? And Joan says, the voice is always speaking. You just fail to listen. And like, if you look around, I see, I think the presence of God is in all these things. And you might walk by and just say, oh, well, that's just, um, you know, that's just a truck that I have to get in to drive to work. But I see like, that is a gift from God that I have. And I think it's practicing this idea of saying, I'm grateful for all these things. And you start to be aware of the divine in the very monotonous things. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's big. And, 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 you know, like we have a family at our, uh, that we know here in town, their, their 13 year old son has uh, lymphoma and you see something like that. And that really gives you that kind of that perspective on man. You thank yeah. for every day that your kids wake up and they're running around and annoying you yeah, sometimes, but at least, you know, it, you know, it's kind of like that you could be worse, but yeah. So like kids is another good example of, you know, they just, you know, my, my first grader rides the bus home three days a week and she, every time she gets still, she's just like, she just can't stop talking about the bus, you know, like a school bus. And we're all just like, yeah, that sounds really exciting, you know, but mm-hmm. I think trying to, you know, we can talk about being, being childlike in a lot of ways, I think is yeah. better, uh, in, in a lot of aspects other than like, well, I mean, 
pooping your pants is no, that's not a good thing. But (laughs) okay, don't do that. But that's the attitude. Like that's what we're looking for. And one of the things that I've had a couple of people correct me on because on occasion I will say, yeah, I have to get up and preach this Sunday. And I'm talking to preacher people. And I've had more than one people, more than one person, more than one people. That's a terrible sentence. Luckily, I don't talk for a living. I've had more than one guest on my podcast interrupt me and say, don't ever say you have to. It's always you get to. Yeah. And you get to do what you're doing. And that's the difference in like the old crusty guy who's just sick of life and nothing's good enough. And he always has this uh, crotchety demeanor towards life. And the person who is this wide-eyed childlike faith for yeah. life that this is all like Christmas morning to me. And if you miss that, like that's not on anyone but yourself. Like if you don't see the gift of guacamole then that's on you, man. Yeah, seriously. You've missed it. And, like, you know, that's... meditation, too, can help with this. I know that's you... That's what I was just about to ask here real quick. You're still in my thunder, Mark. How oh, can I kill two birds with one stone here because I'm always <laughs> looking to be the most efficient? No. I want to incorporate meditation with uh, the consciously, like, consciously recognizing things for which I should be grateful. I had this epiphany. I wake up this morning at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning – Long story short, I had a crazy dream and it woke me up and I had to basically just get up and walk around and reset. And then I was trying to get back to bed and I had one of those like half awake, half asleep ideas that like, hey, maybe uh, the benefit of prayer for some people is that if you're praying in a way that you're thanking God for the things that you have that are good in your life, that in and of itself is like uh, is the benefit of prayer necessarily? Yeah. I know that sounds crazy because yeah. I was half asleep, half awake. But I had, kind of had this idea, and I kind of scribbled it down on a piece of paper. How can I incorporate meditation with this idea? Because uh, you know we're all busy, we're trying to get this stuff done, but we yeah, gotta yeah, find yeah. a time to do it. You know? No, I, I think so. My guy Richard Rohr, he's this Franciscan priest who I just think he's amazing. Uh, he uses the language when he's describing prayer of practicing heaven, because ultimately what heaven is, is that you are constantly in the presence of God. And so when we pray now, we are practicing heaven because we learn to live in this awareness of God all around us. And so you see God in the things that are just everyday monotonous parts of life. And when you do that, when you live in awareness of the divine all around you, the only response that makes any sense is to say, this is a gift I've been given. I'm grateful for it. And when you, what prayer does, it's like, it's turning. Okay. Let me tell you a story. I had a, I used to live in Panama city, Florida, and I had a buddy whose parents live in this sick house right on the bay. And so their back window is like the bay of Panama. It is gorgeous. And so the sun sets right off their back porch every night. They've got this dock and their boats are there. It's amazing. But they have a TV they watch every night during dinner and it's on the other side of the room. Oh so they're staring gosh. at this yeah. 20 inch TV watching Fox News, looking at their laundry room instead of turning oh. around and seeing the majestic view in their backyard. But, but how like, many of us would do that if we lived in that yeah, house? I'm, yeah, You just get used to it. Like yeah. prayer, I think ultimately is the mechanism that turns the chair around and says, no, 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 look at what's in front of you. Like you have a wife, you have a kids, you have the chance to be awake today, you have a chance to be alive. And it is all a gift. And so gratitude is the natural response when the mechanism of prayer is functioning correctly in your life. Yeah. And uh, I I did a, uh, one of the great courses on uh, meditation 
And one of the guided meditations we that that this guy, the lecturer, took us through at the end of this course was basically like you sit and meditate. And I did this in a hotel room. It was, this is a very powerful experience. So I'm sitting meditating and doing this guided meditation. And he basically says, picture everyone, all of your loved ones, and you all basically like get into a box and then they disappear. It's kind of like getting you ready to like for the end of stuff, right? So like things aren't going to last forever sort of a deal like yeah. on earth. Yeah. And I did that and it was it it impacted me greatly. I mean it that for the next, you know, probably 6 weeks I had this sort of uh, you know, it was the same kind of experience as like if you if you got in a car wreck or something and and almost died, you know, and and sort of had this new mm-hmm. take on life. That fifteen minute little thing that I did was was that sort of an experience, and I've had those sorts of experiences without having to get hit by a car or you know yeah, almost you don't die. Want to do that. Yeah, well, I have, but you know, it's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but so I anyway, forgot about that. Yeah. So that that I think that is yeah. So it's like like so become an egg. And turn the chair around. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yesterday, a cyclist got hit right in front of our church. And my oh. first thought was, I hope that wasn't Mark. Yeah. I hope that wasn't Mark. But like in those moments, like it refined you. It says, what really matters? Right. And so that practice is a little bit macabre and dark to think, okay, what if all my family died? Yeah. Yes. But what happens when you go watch, I don't know if you saw the movie, um, the Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal? I Boxing watched movie. that with a friend of mine the other day. Yeah, okay. It's not as good as Creed. Creed's amazing. But you watch... Oh, really? Okay. Like, okay. It's, I'm bogging down. Go ahead. So good. So good. But like, there's a story which does the same thing. Like, You connect to this character because he loses his wife and you know, struggle with you know, keeping his daughter. And those stories, I think, are so powerful because they get you in that mode of thinking, what if that happened to me? Yes. Like, what if I nobody was, wants like, to talk about that. Yeah. When you saw Interstellar and... Did you... Sorry. Spoiler I alert. I didn't but, see like, Star the Wars. father like loses a large chunk of the life of his daughter. And I used to live like a mile away from the theater I'd go to. And I was bawling on the way home, just going, I gotta hurry up and see my daughters. And yeah. I literally was a mile away from my house, just thinking, I've got to get home faster. Yeah. Because I don't because these things remind us of what really matter. And that's ultimately what good stories do. Ultimately, that's what spirituality is supposed to do. Of, it's that thing that kind of resets everything and goes, no, this is how you're supposed to be lined up. It's like a good chiropractor who gets your gets your bones and gets your joints in order and says, this is what life is supposed to be. Sometimes those moments are the really dark ones that say, this is how bad it could be, so live right now well. Yeah. Well, hey, we're... Well, I, think, we're... I think as a human being, there's the idea that uh, we need to not directly absorb pain, if that makes sense. You see something painful, and I see this every day in my job, you see something painful and you compartmentalize that and you just stow it away and you never deal with it because it's uncomfortable to deal with. It's hard to deal with. But yeah. I think without that, without directly confronting those kind of feelings, then uh, maybe you uh, tend to not be quite as grateful for what you have that's good. You well, know? Yeah, yeah. we could do a whole conversation about dealing with the pain because I think that's a huge well, issue. And maybe that's something we should do in the spring or in a, in a few months and have you back on. But we are, we are out of time. Uh, and I, I think we all know what the tip of the week is going to be, um, which we'll get to. Uh, I actually, speaking of what matters, I need to go because I have to take my daughters to dance class. And uh, oh, that's, that's what's so most sweet. important. Rick will never have that luxury of taking his daughters to dance class. Because I have two boys and they're just going to start wrestling in about two seconds. <laughs> up here, so. Well, they might go to dance. Who knows? You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be fine. Hey, you know what? That's they cool. they got to let the freak flag fly, baby. <laughs> How do they want to do it? <laughs> well, Luke, this has been awesome. Awesome. I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll we'll need to have you back on soon. We'll talk about uh, 
dealing with the pain. That's a, how about that for a, That's for a, really a happy idea. topic. Talk about that all day. Yeah, yeah, that would that'd be a fun conversation. Hey, Whiskey. Thanks, I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Uh, I'm giving you a big hug in my mind right now. All right. I love you, Luke. And I'm actually going to text you here later on. I have an unrelated question. Don't let me forget. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right, Luke. We'll let you go. We appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Luke. It's always a pleasure having him on. And uh, as we discussed, we're going to have him on again soon. Um, Absolutely. Before we go to the humans being human, I want to mention this now and I'm going to mention it at the end. Something I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show. The JASA Retreat is March 2nd through the 6th. Um, I am talking on uh, Habits. Jen and I are doing a talk about kids and being a human parent and raising human kids and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I will put a link to that JASA retreat sign up on the uh, in the show notes. Um, and awesome. I've, I've and also, I'm speaking on uh, not being invited to the JASA retreat. You absolutely could come to the JASA retreat. I'm just kidding. You are I'm definitely invited. We actually had somebody that like that is a comment or a message or something that asked you to be there. Remember yeah. that wanted you to come, and we got lots of requests for you to be there. Well. I'll be there in spirit. There you go. Uh, we'll FaceTime every moment that I'm at any of the events. We'll just I'll just have you on my phone FaceTime. in the background, yeah. just <laughs> making funny faces in your underwear. Um, all right, it's now time for the humans underwear. being human segment. Hmm, you don't wear underwear. I forgot. Uh, humans being human. <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago, or a couple of shows ago, we had my friend Zach on. Uh, we did. And uh, when we recorded with Zach, we just kept recording after the first segment. And uh, this is part two of Zach, and I believe. He tells a, a story that happened to him, uh, something about a, a lesson he, his parents let him learn. Uh, and then I tell a pretty, a pretty crazy story about some moron, one of my friends that did something really stupid in a truck. How about that? Okay. Here it is. You, you will not be getting 10 feet. I'm, I'm, I'm Jewish. We don't roll like that. <laughs> I'll give it to you four inches at a time. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, yeah. welcoming, welcoming Zach back on the show. We had him uh, on to tell a story about me and my uh, testicular region. Uh, whenever we, now, now is when we're going to parse words? Huh? Now yeah. is when we're going to be all, all sciencey? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, okay, Zach, I think you had, uh, you had a few more stories for us. Yeah, so I, I can do, and you may or may not remember this because I'll Jeez. never forget it. But um, oh, great! Time the best kind of I, Mark I, friend, by the way, is the Mark friend that has the steel trap memory like Zach because he can recall all the dumb things that Mark did when he was a kid. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So when we were younger, and Mark will tell you this, like I kind of picked on him, but then like the older we got, I really started to feel bad, like because. <laughs> Like, all this other stuff happened to him, and I just, I was just like, I can't, like, contribute to this guy's misery anymore. Like, <laughs> that was my I whole high school existence. Like, yeah. I mean, it, and I, I did, I mean, like, I punched him in the face one time when he had a broken nose. No. And, like, I, I just, that happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, oh, God. That was so, awful. Yeah. But, um, so, anyhow, I can either tell the story about the time I got checked for a prostate infection okay. or the time I went to Roundup. Uh, when I was 16, no less, with some people that you know very well, and whichever story you want to hear, um, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure. I know here. the prostate one sounds promising, but we've had a story like that, and the Roundup thing is intriguing. Let's start with the Roundup one. Yeah. If we have time, we'll tell the other. Okay. Yeah. So, and Mark, you know this, like the state, the the state champ, the high school state champion soccer tournament is yeah. always held in Pflugerville. Yes. Which is, all, which is obviously right next to Austin. So my older sister, who you know, 
Um, I was 16, and she was like 17 or 18, and Plano's playing in that tournament. So, obviously, I'm going. And um, I was 16 at the time, and so it turns out that um, I don't really want to say her last name, but Ashley, who was a cheerleader, had an older sister that played soccer with my sister. Okay, I think I know who you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, okay, so turns out... um, and, and you you know Mikey, we played football with him. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, so Mikey, Ashley, Taryn, Olivia, and oh, Rachel man. all went with Ashley's sister to go to the soccer game. Quick. And quick, then there's quick me. side note. So we're all there. Quick side note on Taryn. I was trying to flirt with her one time, and I I commented she was a cheerleader, and like I commented on her muscular thighs. <laughs> And, she, and, and don't so don't ever kids if you're listening to this do not ever do that she like wouldn't talk to me for like a year okay anyway <laughs> yeah, you're such so, an idiot <laughs> yeah which which if you need Taryn that probably didn't go over very well yeah. so so we get to Pflugerville and it turns out that Taryn's older brother is Adele at Texas okay yes. and has invited her and all of her friends to go to their roundup party Okay. Okay. And, and y'all are actually, sophomores, right? We're like sophomores. In high I mean, school. like we have drank before, but yeah. like never not experienced. Like, <laughs> never like round up fraternity style drinking. Right. Oh okay? yes, yes. Dealt late like, nights. I'm, I'm talking yeah. like two or three beers, and we're, we're toasted, right? Yeah. So we. Uh, so my parents agree to let me go, and my dad, who I mean, you obviously know him. He's one of yeah. those people that like he wants you to learn by experience. Yeah. Which you know is kind of a double-edged sword. So he agrees to let me go. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So we're all sixteen high school kids. They drop us off at her brother's apartment, and, and we walk in, and they're already like shotgunning beers. It's like two in the afternoon. <laughs> it, 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 it's literally like like not even dinner time. Yeah. And they're like, you know, these high school kids. We're going to show them a good time. So me and Mikey start shotgunning beers, and the girls are sipping on their. Boone's Farm or yeah. whatever they had back then. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, so by the time we leave the apartment, we're already like, okay, we're good. I mean, because we've had like three or four beers. Well, then we go to the Delt House for Roundup. And they have what you would expect. I mean, like tubs of beer, yeah. like a shot block that they're pouring like generic Goldschlager down and like just shots all over the place. And so they're getting us involved in all this. Oh and so the night goes on, and me and Mikey are, I mean, we're just done. Like, I honestly, I'm, I'm 35. I still have not been that drunk. <laughs> and, uh, so finally they realize we're done, and they take us upstairs to, like, one of the dorm rooms. And just as my dad walks in the door to pick us up, <laughs> me, and my, me and Mikey run to the bathroom and we both at the same time are just vomiting like like horrendous vomiting in, in the, the bathroom in the, like same, in the same toilet, toilet. <laughs> like yeah crossing crossing and, the stream and, and, and that is when my dad walks in to witness this oh this this very and, strong and and wise man you know like if you know Zach's dad i mean he's like this presence you know like here he comes walking in to this debauchery <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. And so the girls are all like mortified. Apparently, like I, I don't remember a lot of this. This is a lot of like piecing after, together like, a- after action report, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so my dad and Ashley's dad walk in, and I mean, we are just throwing up everywhere. Oh, gross. And, and so the guy who took us, Taryn's brother, he's like, hey, you know, I, I'm really sorry. I didn't, I lost track of him. And they're like, no, nah, we knew this was going to happen. They'll regret it in the morning, you know, whatever. <laughs> so they probably think it's funny. So they get us in the Suburban to go back to the hotel, and we both just pass out. And the only thing I remember about the ride home was Olivia, like, shaking me to try and wake me up because I guess she doesn't want our dads to know that we're that drunk, which obviously they do. Yeah. So I wake up the next morning and roll over. And, you know, Mikey's got that lazy eye. Yeah. So I roll, I roll over, <laughs> and there's Mikey staring at me out of one eye, <laughs> like, in his sleep. And uh, so we get up and go downstairs, and we're walking by Ashley's dad's Suburban, and there is just a stream of dried vomit yes. down the side of the Suburban. <laughs> yes. Where, and, and so immediately I'm like, Mikey, was that you or me? And he's like, oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> so come to find out, come to find out, he's dri- her dad was driving down Mopac doing, you know, 60 or 70. Oh Mike rolls down the window and just unleashes out Fury. the window. Well, it's Rick, how, how crazy is this? Because remember the story I told about the carrots? That was also in Austin. Hmm. Apparently, something about Austin makes people have uh, throwing up uh, episodes in suburban. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out Mikey was the one that stuck his head out the window and sprayed the side of her dad's oh brand gosh. new suburban, mind you, um, going down Mopac. And then apparently we got back to the apartment and I got lost going up to the room and they were trying to find me for like 15 minutes and they found me throwing up in the parking lot. Oh, my oh man. And, and this is all in front of our dads. Like our dads witnessed this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, the next morning, like we get up and I mean, it, it, I've, I still have never felt that hungover in my life. Man. And we walk into the like little con- little continental breakfast area, and Ashley's dad and my dad are just like laughing hysterically, <laughs> like they they thought it was hilarious, uh, and they're like uh, like like this whole you know these young kids we're going to teach them a lesson yeah. type thing, and yeah it well, was I guess, it was it, I guess if you're the dads you'd rather you're you like you go pick up the sons that are doing that rather than like just they're off doing doing that by themselves and uh you know well hey one one quick story about mike um so we yeah so we would um and he's he's done some stuff what 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 network is he on like a and e or he's like some big producer of some food show he did that one it was like feed the beast or something like late night dining in different cities or something yeah yeah so he's he's yeah he has crazy stories from the playboy mansion and all this stuff he's just he's crazy and uh, so, but he's and he's always been crazy. So after like football practice, we would I don't know if you remember this Zach in the off season. A lot of us would like uh, run up. You know, it's like a mile to the Seven Eleven, and we'd like in between like school and football practice. Or maybe it's between like practice and then we'd come up and do some extra lifting or something. We would go get yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, we'd go yeah. get like a Slurpee or something. And it's like right down the road. And so Mike is driving, and I'm in the passenger seat, and he's got a truck, and we're just driving along the road. We're not talking about doing anything daring or risky we're just driving down the road talking about we're going to get a slurpee he goes hey uh take the wheel for a second so i like reach over and i grab the wheel he puts it on cruise and before i can even react he has climbed out the window and is (laughs) 
and it, and 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 he's standing on top of the truck. And, and I was just like, Whoa, like what? what? What are you doing? What are you doing? You know, like I'm freaking out. And then, you know, he's up there for a second. It's just me and him. There's no one around us. He's not doing that to like impress anyone. He's just, that's just what he wanted to do. So he climbs back in the thing. And I was like, what? You idiot. Like, what if like I tried to hit the brakes or what if I had the car pulled out in front of me? He was just like, oh, I don't know. I just wanted to do that. Like, like he just, there was something not right about his wiring up there. But anyway. No, and there was never something like there was always something like the time that you remember when you uh you did something and you got one of those like electro deals from oh yeah (laughs) and so mike decides he wants to like hook the electrodes up to his head yeah so rick what we're talking about is like the e-stem you know like the uh you can get oh yeah yeah yeah. like the electric stimulation for like muscle rehab right and so you put like two deals on you and it it sends a signal and whatever muscle it's attached to it it makes it contract like and it depends on you know the the level of the of the little device how it can go really powerful like yeah so continue zach so we're, like, done with school, and Mark's out there with his electrode. Like, I don't even know what it was on. Probably, like, his hamstring yeah, or something. Yeah, it was my hamstring. Man, his memory is so yeah. good. And so, <laughs> and so, like, everybody starts playing with it. Like, he takes it off, and everybody, like, starts hooking it up to different parts of their body to, like, see <laughs> twitch. Well, Mike talks me into holding the unit while he holds the electrodes on his head. <laughs> <laughs> He's shooting an electrical current through his brain. Yeah. <laughs> and so we figured it out. And I, yeah, and I already mentioned, like, he's got a lazy eye. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, turn it on. So I turn it on, and one eye just starts, like, spasming uncontrollably. <laughs> and, and the I other is like, dead still. Oh, man. <laughs> we were. And his head's just like twitching and this one eye is just doing nothing yeah i like we we would we were like we would hold them in your hands and like it would go off in your hands like you couldn't drop them and like i remember bo wilson was in there and like he put him on his butt and his his bottom was like getting all uh flexed mm. Mm. but anyway all right well zach we are out of we are out of time uh hang out for a second i'm gonna stop the recording but uh, i appreciate your time absolutely buddy thank you zach that was something um Okay, <laughs> that's so vague. <laughs> I love, I love, I love that. That was that something. was a thing. Yeah. Um, send us an email. We, I have a really good one. I haven't responded to this person yet. They, they sent me an email through the contact page on the on simplyhumanlifestyle.com. It is a really good one, and uh, we're either going to read that email or have the person on. So, it, so if you have, if you have, we have a lot of those uh, saved up uh, for a rainy day, so to speak. <laughs> So if you have uh, a story, email us and uh, and we'll we'll get it on. Remind. I said get it on. And well done. Thought you Remind would. me to after we're done recording, ask you if we ever reached back out to this this one particular lady that emailed both of us, and I'm like, I don't know if we ever okay. emailed her back. Yes. So a little housekeeping for you there. Um, I blame that on Mark because he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it is now time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. We talked about it for 30 minutes with Luke. The tip of the week this week is be grateful. And, yes. uh, and that, that's it. That's the nutshell elevator speech. Uh, not really a speech. It's more of just a sentence. Be grateful. Um, but do some of the things that we talked about in, in our conversation with Luke, writing down things you're grateful for, uh, sort of turning the chair around, uh, like, like we talked about in the interview, doing some of those things that get you to recognize recognize and really appreciate the things that you have that you because you have them all the time you sort of lose that 
um, the, the the thankfulness for them. And so yeah. be thankful. Well, and Luke talks about this within the context of, of religion and prayer. And I don't want to alienate anyone who doesn't get down that way. Right. You get down however you get down, but you can still be grateful, you know, you pray in a grateful fashion. Or yeah. if that's not how you do things, you can still think like last night I sat down uh, before I went to sleep and I thought about 10 things that I'm grateful for. And I'm going to try to think about different ones every day. Some of them I'm going to be grateful for repeatedly, you know, for my yeah. family, for my job, for, for, you know, those kinds right. of things. And that's but, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but you, I mean, you don't have to, this is not, you know, us convincing you, grab you by the arm and ah, you pray to God or whoever you can do. However you, you do this in a variety of different ways, but I'm telling you, if you make a concerted effort, it kind of starts to change your mindset and you look at different challenges in your life as more like, Opportun- I don't know, that sounds so lame to say it that way, but more of like opportunities and less like setbacks, you know? Right, right. And, no, exactly, uh, that's and, cliche. And it's important but, for all yeah. of us. I think anyone, I think I can go out on a limb here. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, because you either have a smartphone or a computer, because uh, that's really the only ways you can listen to a podcast, right? I think so. Yeah, uh, that means that you are, uh, you've been a blessed person. Uh, homeless people are... Uh, war-torn, refugees from war-torn countries, they don't get to listen to us because they don't have smartphones and computers. They're, you know, they're at the very base, uh, you know, minimum of human survival at that point. But, uh, so just for nothing else, be grateful that you have, you're connected into technology enough where you can, you know, check email, you can have email, you can have Facebook, you can listen to podcasts. You know, that's another example. Yeah. One one thing, I'm going to give a quick, just a quick example of something very specific. Okay. I listened to the Tim Ferriss podcast. I'm a big Tim Ferriss fan. Um, Yes. Anything that he says to do, I, I will do it. Um, Dear Tim, please tell Mark to jump off a bridge. (laughs) So he, he interviewed Kevin Costner on a recent, um, the podcast. It was like a two hour long podcast. I listened to it. We were driving to for Thanksgiving holiday. And Kevin Costner just recently sort of co-developed this book called The Explorer's Guild uh, by John Baird. And it is sort of a mix of a graphic novel and just a regular novel. And it is, I just got it yesterday and I started reading it and I am so excited about this book. It is so Good and I'm so it's it's just, it's visually incredible. The, the drawings are amazing. It's just I've never read a book like this. So I'm gonna link to it in the show notes. It's like twenty bucks on Amazon and it's hard copy. It's like or a hard hard cover. Really cool. I'm just grateful. I'm holding it in my hands right now. Um, I'm grateful that this book is in my possession and I'm reading it because I enjoy that. How about that? That's another thing that you're grateful for. I'm grateful that I'm not in prison and I don't have to read books. <laughs> I love that quote. Um, <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, those of you who are planning on emailing me, tell me what, what piece of crap I am. I do read books. Yes. It's just a bit that I right. have with Mark. Right. He 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 has recommended many books to me, and uh, I have, I don't know uh, if that's true. Well, a few, maybe not many, but a few books. Uh, ma- I don't know if I've recommended a book to the, you. Ever. The, the, I mean, many books, just like little tiny books, like they're miniature. Those are the books. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. It's, a, it's a really more of a pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I recommend that you read this pamphlet on uh, on their sex. There it is. All right, find a pamphlet us. on Tylenol. <laughs> I found it in the men's room of truck stop. <laughs> All right, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope at simplyhuman52. Go to the store page on the website and buy the Alt Shift book, buy the Fitness Revival book. 
uh, buy all that stuff that we have on the store page. There's there's just a few t-shirts left and uh, of the ones that we have and all that good stuff. There are consults you can buy. We've we sold a few of those. We've I've got uh, month-long programming and up to two hours of uh, consults. So I've got a package deal like that. We've got the reset going on. All that is good, and you can do that for gifts for people. If you want to do that for somebody for Christmas or something, uh, that is all. It'd be a really great way to show that you care about someone. Say, hey, I care about your health. I'm going to buy you one of these. Yes, that is a great idea. You should do that, everyone listening. Um, so, uh, please leave us a review on iTunes, good or bad. Uh, I'm not going to say any publicity is good publicity because it's not, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, Jared Fogel was like, hey, <laughs> Simple Human Lifestyle, everyone, thumbs up. You're like, no, 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 thumbs down. We don't know. Yeah, yes, please stop endorsing us. All right, well, that's going to do it. Oh, you know what? Real quick, coming up uh, soon, I'm not sure when exactly, but we've got Katie, Katie Bowman is coming back on the show. Eva T is coming back on the show. Kirk Parsley, Doc, Doc Parsley is going to be on the show. We've got Rob Wolf coming up uh, in, in, later in the winter in February. Uh, so a lot of good stuff uh, coming up. So we're really excited about some of the guests that we're going to have. And if you have, you know, if you know of someone that hasn't been on the show and you think would be a good uh, person for us to reach out to, we would always appreciate absolutely uh, yeah you to suggest people. And you know, I listen to this podcast and it's right up your alley. And maybe you know they're interesting person to like. So we appreciate that. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember... Well, yeah, because now we live in an, in an amazing, amazing world, and it's wasted on the on the crappiest generation of just spoiled idiots that don't care because this is what people are like now. They got their phone, and they're like, Ugh, it won't... Give it a second! Give, it's going to space! Can you give it a second to get back from space? Is the speed of light true? So until next time, enjoy yourself. <laughs>